MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Check now with uh, Harris Gore from Grove Point Investment Management. Harris, appreciate the early morning. Uh, talking this morning around your actively managed certificate AMC listed on the JSC for private credit, uh, the GIM liquid private credit code GIMLPC. As I understand it, it's investing into, and I quote you here, a diversified portfolio of US listed private credit. This really is it's debt, but it's not the traditional bonds. It's not the traditional sort of bank debt. This really is probably smaller loans um, for, for U.S. corporates that one invests in. Morning, Simon, and, and thanks for having me on the show this morning. And, and good good morning to all the listeners. It's uh, cold, dark, but at least dry London on this side. Um, yeah, so our, um, I suppose our business at Growth Point, we've been investing in private markets since, since 2006, uh, pre-GFC. They have around... 2.2 billion invested across private credit, private equity in, in, in the US and Europe. And yes, when you describe middle market lending in the US, um, it is indeed, we'd say, smaller and mid-sized companies. We tend to focus on, say, the mid-sized companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are companies that are generating EBITDAs of between 25 and, and say, $250 million of EBITDA or earnings. So um, really, we're talking, I suppose, in RAND terms, um, there are companies with with uh, average EBITDA of around 2 billion RAND. So in, in a South African context, probably listed companies, but in yeah. the U.S. context, the, the size of the market, the depth of the market, the liquidity and, 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 and scale of the market in the U.S. means that these are, these are mid-market companies over there. Uh, maybe another, just a, a, a quick fact on, on the U.S. market, but that middle market in the U.S. is is in itself today probably two to three times the size of the UK economy. So you're talking wow. about a, um, a middle market, kind of corporate middle market in the US, which is between six and nine trillion dollar economy. So taken on its own, it's, it's the third largest economy on earth. So we love this market, um, not only because it's deep, dynamic, uh, you can get great diversification, great yield, um, a good selection of managers that are lending to it, but also because in the US, that market um, is dominated by non-bank lenders. So when we talk about private credit, traditionally you're thinking about um, uh, non-bank lenders. So these are loans that are made by the likes of Apollo, Ares, KKR, Carlyle, New Mountain, Gola, Blackstone, the titans of, of, of alternative asset management. Today, back in 2009-10, when we started investing in private credit, they they were, they were a lot smaller and that asset class has grown a lot. But today, those non-bank lenders do 85% of this middle market lending, and, and the key, uh, which is very different to Europe. I, I take your point, and then the key point here, I mean, you're not sort of managing those loans. You're investing into funds which are managing and Those funds, as you mentioned, from Apollo, Blackstone, Bain, and others. And, 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 and that gives you flexibility in terms of, of, of where you want to be at this point. I imagine you're also finding mispricing from time to time. Um, absolutely. So, so, so this has been an evolution in our business. So w- when we started investing in private credit, uh, it was really the traditional lockup funds. That was the only yeah. option, uh, the, the only really game, in, the only game in town. And those are still, that's still a game in town, mainly for institutional investors. Uh, those lockup funds require kind of millions of dollars, minimum investment size. They have obviously limited liquidity. They generally lack diversification. There may be 50 to 100 loans in, in a lockup fund takes a lot of time to deploy capital, et cetera, et cetera. What we saw post um, 
2008 in the GFC was a number of these private credit managers went to raise additional uh, capital on the stock exchange. So they listed private credit vehicles that had access to exactly the same loans, but these Mm -hmm. were permanent capital vehicles. So listed stocks on the NASDAQ, on the New York Stock Exchange. And in that market, we started seeing an opportunity to really create highly diversified portfolios. So um, where we stand, um, well, I suppose where, where any investor stands, when you're investing in credit, uh, diversification is is much more important than, say, equity, um, generally because in credit you have uh, a limited upside but full downside. So in equity, you have full downside. You buy a stock, it can go to zero. In credit, you buy a bond or a loan, it can go to zero. But in mm. credit, your upside's capped by the coupon, right? Um, whereas in equity, in theory, you can buy these stocks that head to the moon if they lock onto <laughs> AI or some kind of new technology or some kind of new fad. Um, but, but in credit, what we want is diversification. And that was our problem in the lockup funds. You didn't have enough diversification. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way we invest now via the listed market means that our portfolio contains over 3,000 underlying borrowers. Wow. Um, okay. and, and, and that's across the entire US market, we avoid cyclical sectors like airlines, retail, hospitality, we focus on resilient sectors. And we really want to focus on locking in that, that nice juicy kind of 10 11% floating rate yield, with limited downside, um, uh, as a result of the diversification. And and we do that by investing in, in, in the top managers, um, across that market. So as I said, Blackstone, Aries, Carlisle, New Mountain, Golub, and because the to speak to your last point, because these vehicles are listed, yes, at times we can invest at, say, a discount to book value. Mm. Um, we, we don't have a lot of time this morning, but for, for the listeners that are familiar with these closed-ended vehicles, they, they raise capital, they trade on the stock market, and they'll trade at a premium or discount to book value. What we find in the listed private credit market in the U.S. is generally they trade around just over 1, 1.01 of book value. That makes sense because they're a yeah. portfolio of high-quality loans. But because they're on the equity market, often you get this irrational dislocation. So movements that affect equity that shouldn't in reality affect credit, but uh, do because these stocks are, are listed on the market and the investor base kind of trades in and out of them with the equity markets. Gotcha. So we, we like that volatility. We, we kind of take advantage of it as, as yeah, part of actually, the Actually, a benefit to it. And, and as you say, around a 10% yield, of course, that's in dollars. We're buying it on the on the JSC in Zar. A, a quick last question. In, 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 in sort of de- preparing for the interview, I, I was looking through defaults. I expected to see higher de- de- defaults. I saw lower defaults. And is this because, I don't know, my sense is that if, if a bank gets a bad loan, they write it off. If these guys get a ba- bad loan, they roll up their sleeves, go knock on the door and say, let's fix it. 100% Simon. So, so where we think there's a really good fit in this market is that generally these non-bank lenders are from a private equity background. So you mm. have sector specialists in these teams. Now we favor lenders that have big teams, deep benches of talent, and, and importantly, large workout specialists. So they got guys there. If you own a software business or a software as a service SaaS business, they've got technology experts in there that if that business is hitting hitting is running into trouble you've got experts that are getting involved in the business they're working out the asset so yes you may have the default but even when you have the default you're having higher recovery rates so there really is this kind of asymmetric return profile what we consider better risk adjusted returns whereby um, in a bank if you have a problem loan you sell it i came from a banking background 
banks want to get out of the loan as as quickly as possible, take whatever price, write it down, move on to the, the next year or the next quarter. Um, these guys are really getting into those business, rolling rolling up their sleeves, uh, working out problem loans. And, and therefore, what you see in, 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 in the market, especially with the higher quality managers, is, is recovery rates of over 80% default rates of less than 1%. Wow, yeah, those are staggering numbers. Leave it there. That's Harris Gore, uh, Grove Point Investment Management, the code G-I-M-L-P-C, uh, Liquid Private Credit. Harris, appreciate the very early morning. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.